Captain Benary stood on the bridge of the Lodestar, storming across space, a fleet of enemy saucers flying in pursuit. Full power to our engines, Benary said. We must reach Earth before them. Lights flashed across the bridge. The crew was bustling, moving between workstations, manipulating holographic monitors. Alarms blared, statistics scrolled across viewports. The bridge was dome-shaped, a planetarium showing a full view of space all around them. Even the floor displayed the stars below. In the distance, ben could see them, thousands of them, dark saucers. The greys, she thought, super-evolved humans from the future, and they want Earth. She looked ahead. Sol, Earth's sun, was just a distant speck. Even flying at top speed, the Lodestar was still two days away. And Earth didn't know what was coming. Earth needed those two days to prepare, or Earth would fall. Benary spun toward her science officer. Professor, how was work commencing on that wormhole? Professor Noah Isaac was working at three holographic monitors, typing in equations, mumbling under his breath, and scratching notes into a notebook. His black hair was disheveled. He wore his Hope uniform, the navy blue cotton bedecked with insignia and brass buttons. He kept tugging at the outfit as if he missed his professorial corduroy pants and tweed jacket. Progress, progress, the professor mumbled. Astounding physics, really, to open a communication wormhole from warp speed. It's never been done. The math is staggering. Benary smiled thinly. If anyone can do it, my dear professor, it's you. He flashed her a smile, then returned to his work. Professor Isaac, after all, had invented the wormhole, had won a Nobel Prize for it ten years ago. Yet his wormholes had always been static, used for passing faster-than-light signals between two fixed locations. The Lodestar had a wormhole generator, but they could only use it while still. They were now flying at warp speed, bending space-time around them. They could not stop, not with those saucers on their tail and they needed to warn Earth. Benary clenched and unclenched her fists. Earth's fleet didn't know the saucers were coming. Many starships would be in maintenance, others orbiting distant colonies. Earth was asleep. We need to sound the alarm. We need to rouse the entire might of Earth. Sudden pain in her arms stabbed her. She winced. She had broken that arm only recently, willingly snapping the bone to escape Marino's grip. The Lodestar's doctor had fused the bone with bioglue, then sealed the limb in a thin, hardened cast that fit like a second skin. She could move her arm, she could function as normal, but the damn thing still hurt. Ignore the pain for now, she told herself. You'll suffer far worse than a broken arm if those bastards reach Earth before we can raise the alarm. She glanced back at the saucers. They were gaining on them. Damn. Aurora, can you give me more speed? Benary said. The Lodestar's pilot swiveled her seat toward Benary. Aurora was the only alien crew member. Her eight tentacles reached out to eight monitors, controlling the ship's navigation and flight. Her boneless body was indigo, but soon flashed bright blue when golden dots appeared across it, fading into silver lines. Minorians, intelligent mollusks from a distant world, had no vocal cords. They communicated with colors. A camera attached to Aurora's seat picked up the colors and emitted a robotic voice, translating the hues. We are swimming through the cosmic ocean as fast as we can, Mistress of Dark Waters, 
Aurora said. We could swim faster, but our great shell would grow dark and cold, and our bubbles of air would drain. We have only enough of the small shells for the high mollusks, not for the podlings who huddle among our tentacles. Even then, we might not swim fast enough. Benary contemplated this message. Menorians loved metaphors. Aurora's translation device still struggled. She means the lodestar can fly faster if we shut off life support, Benary thought. There are enough spacesuits, small shells for the bridge officers. The rest of the crew would suffocate. Benary shook her head. No, we have 500 people aboard the lodestar. I won't condemn them to suffocation just to gain a little extra speed. <laughs>